Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. House of Kim is brought to you by MTV's Real World Atlanta, streaming now only on Facebook Watch. The original reality show is back and streaming now only on Facebook Watch. MTV's The Real World Atlanta is the next true story of seven strangers picked to live in a house and have their hookups, screw-ups, apologies, fights, tears, voices, and lives streamed exclusively on Facebook Watch. It's the return of the first unscripted show in TV history that tackled gender, race, AIDS, taboo, life, death, addiction, connection, acceptance, and reality, and it's being reinvented. MTV's The Real World Atlanta is an all-new reality experience with content dropping daily and new episodes every Thursday. Find out what happens when the next generation stops being polite and starts getting real again. In Facebook, click on the Facebook Watch icon and search for Real World on Watch. MTV's The Real World Atlanta, streaming now only on Facebook Watch. Podcast One presents... House of Kim with Kim Zolciak-Bierman. Join Kim, her husband, and six children as she shares her journey to success and the positive mentality that brought her there. Come on in and make yourself at home. Now, here's your host, Kim Zolciak-Bierman. Hi, you guys. Welcome to this episode of House of Kim. Hello, hello. Of course, it's Friday. <laughs> yes, it is. We've, uh, oh, I wish I could share these stories with you guys, what we've been through this week, because it's been quite interesting needless to say we are in a hotel in arizona so all is good though it's a nice little break happy fourth of july you guys and also i forgot to thank you guys it's been one year yep since we launched house of kim yep. and i want to thank you guys for all your support um we so appreciate it i forgot to say it on my last podcast yeah, which last would have been friday was, was actually the one year was the one year anniversary yeah so thanks you guys you rock um i've been trying to really get these podcasts to you it's just been nuts we didn't actually have the rv for the last three days so we just got our equipment off of there to get this podcast to you so anyhow here we are I got a funny story for you guys about gambling because you guys know that I love to gamble, um, which, you know, Arizona has casinos and a couple of places that we've been. Uh, actually, every casinos. every place we've been has a <laughs> casino, which really chaps my ass that Georgia doesn't, but whatever. <laughs> it's probably better that way. Uh, yeah. um, we had gone to the Hard Rock Gambling. Wh where were we? What state was that in? That was in uh, Oklahoma. Oh, you guys, I'm telling you, goodness gracious. In Oklahoma? Yep. Okay, so we go to the Hard Rock to gamble. Um the nanny, the kids wanted to get room service and watch a movie. So we got them a room for the, for, you know, the few hours that we wanted to gamble or whatever. And, and they got room service. Corey had gone up there and I don't take elevators and they wouldn't let me go up the stairs. So Corey went up there to get the kids kind of situated. And of course I started gambling and I was doing great. I like immediately hit 500 in my first spin. And then I played this one machine for hours and was just, I had so much fun playing this one machine. And then I kind of ran into Brielle and Zach and we were playing like Wheel of Fortune, which I did really well on that machine too. Like I was doing so well, period, all the way around. I just yeah. was doing great. 
Of course, I spent it all. But anyway, um, so we end up going into this, the high roller section, which is usually where I just start off anyways, because if I'm going to play, I want to like win big, you know, which is interesting because if you're playing, say, $25 slots or $100 slots or whatever, their their payout is not all the same. So you could be playing a $100 slot, for example, but the payout's only going to, the highest would be 30000 Or you could be playing a $100 slot and the payout could be 240000 So you always want to look up on the top of the, the machine to kind of see what the payout is because sometimes it's just not even worth it. But anyway, so I was playing this one machine and I kept hitting and hitting. I hit three grand, I hit whatever. And Croy was in the same section. Actually, he ended up playing like my favorite game. I think it was Double Diamonds, right? You were over there playing. Yeah, but it was a smaller one. I think it was only like a dollar or something. But No, you were in the high roller section. It was $25. Maybe. Or or maybe. I don't know. I think but it was 15 yeah. a spin actually Maybe. somehow. So yeah. it was $5. I think so, yeah. And then three, it was three, you had three. 15, yeah, so something like that, whatever. Yeah. He was playing my my favorite machine, which is Double Diamonds. So it's late now, we're tired and we're out of money, okay? We lost everything. We just kept gambling and gambling and we do this every time we go to the casino. So or at least I do. So um long story short, Croy's like I got I'm going to go up and get the kids and we had parked like literally three football fields away cuz we weren't sure where the entrance was. So Corey hands me the keys and Brielle kept trying to get money out of her ATM and it wasn't working. And so she's like, you know, it, it was right before midnight, I think at this point. So I said, go try your ATM one more time. And then that way, when it goes over to midnight, a new day, you can take out another thousand. I think that's the minimum or, or the maximum um, per day that you can take. It just wasn't working for her. So Corey's like, here's the keys. I'm going to grab the kids, pull the car around. I said, great. Sounds good. So Brielle's like, as we're walking out, me and Brielle, she's like, mom, let's just try my card one more time. Well, I did it as a credit card instead of an ATM card so that you had to go to the cage to get your money. And it worked. (laughs) So we went off running to the cage to get the money, went back to the machine was only eight feet, if that, from the cage. So I'm putting hundreds in like crazy because I had put thousands and thousands of dollars into this one machine and it didn't do shit. And... Last time this happened to me and it wasn't doing anything, the machine ended up hitting $240,000, but I'll get into that story in a second. So, and it wasn't my money. So don't get too excited for me. <laughs> um, and so nothing happened. So Brielle took another thousand out. She did it four times. Well, I'm like, we're like literally running like idiots trying to, you know, running to the ATM, which is about, I don't know, a good football field away from the cage and then from the machine. Well, why would you be running? Because we know that you're going to freak out that I'm not, I didn't pull the car around. Because you're just that way. So he's just that way. Croy's like, he's, we we had a plan. He could be wound real tight when it comes to gambling. Okay. No, when he's done, he's done and I'm not. I can just keep going. So yeah, we had a plan, but I didn't give a shit. So Brielle's like, hurry up. Croy's going to kill us. Hurry up. So we kept taking out money and kept putting money in the machine. And then I said, you know what, Brielle, f it. Like it's just not going to hit. Bring, bring. I'm like, hello, where are you? I'm coming. Well, I'm at the car with the kids. I'm like, you should have already been there. I'm like, Fuck. damn it. So he was like carrying two of the kids, I think, at that point. And the other two were like leaning against the car by the time, by the time I got out there. And I just was laughing when I was running. I was literally running to the car because that's just so typical of me. But Brielle stayed behind and kept taking out more money. And the machine didn't end up hitting. So I was quite irritated by that. But now, this machine, let me tell you about this Beau Rivage story real quick. Um, this was my birthday three years ago. Croy took me to the Beau Rivage to gamble in Mississippi. It's been four years now, hasn't it? Uh-uh. No, still three? Maybe four. Hell, I don't know. No, it's been a minute. Anyways, um, we had the most incredible dinner of our lives there, like the best food ever in that restaurant. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, it was unbelievable. So we had like the most incredible dinner. They treated us really well. I was gambling. I was playing blackjack, and then I got on this slot machine, and it was 
$100 slots, I think, or something like that. Anyways, $100 slots, whatever. And the machine wasn't really doing anything, but Croy was like, babe, you have to stay. Like, you, we're going to hit this machine. So it's like 3.30 in the morning, and I needed more money. I ran out of money. So I have a line of credit with them. And so I asked the floor manager, could you watch this machine? I had one $100 bill left in there, and I also had my card in there, my player's card. I said, would you watch this machine for me real quick? I just have to go get more money. And it was probably 40 feet away or something like that, the cage to get the money. But it was 3.30 in the morning. It was the VIP section, so there wasn't anybody just standing there waiting around, basically. It took a couple minutes for them to come, but I got my money. And on the way back to the machine, I see the siren going off. And I'm like, dude, what the f-? I start freaking out. The guy, some guy that had been watching me all night, I found this out from a blackjack dealer there. This is what they do for a living, had been watching me all night and took, used my $100 bill that I had in the machine, took my card out, put his card in, put 100 in and hit $240,000. That's probably the maddest I've ever seen my husband in my life because it was just principle and disgusting. So Croy mandated that the gaming commissioner come in. And they um, review the footage. He used my money to gamble with it. They didn't care. They said, whoever pulled the lever gets the money. So I was hollering at this guy like, dude, disrespect. I said, karma's a bitch, dude. You can't steal money from people and not expect to come back you know, tenfold. So who knows what ended up happening to him in his life. I don't know who he was personally, but I'm sure it wasn't all that great. But I went to the blackjack table and I was really heated. And the dealer had told me, yeah, these, there's a few of them that do this for a living. They do it all the time. This is what they do. And I was just mind blown by it. Like I just was flabbergasted that somebody would do that. And so it's such a dirty win, you know, like, and this guy, how do you feel good about yourself? You know, it's like a karma, karma is definitely, um, something. So it kind of chapped my ass. We've never been back to the Beau Rivage. I don't know what I expected them to do. Like other than, I mean, the guy used my money to play. He didn't even give me my hundred dollars back that he used to play. No, no. And one thing I have learned is, is, you know, you call it karma. A lot of people call it karma. Some people say life comes first full circle. Either way, it, 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 everything evens itself out. The universe, the universe loves levity. You know what I mean? And so, if if you if you don't do things the right way, the universe will make you do things the right way. It'll it'll level itself out. It 100% loves levity right. and it loves balance. And it and, and so you just can't do that shit no, to people. That's no, you, the bottom line. And when you and when you do things the wrong way, and when you go about things, it'll balance yourself out because you you it may be a short win, it may be short lived, uh, good time for you, but. You know, there's going to be some bumps the, in your road coming. Yeah, it's not know? it's not good karma. You didn't it's win not. that. Um, you didn't win that authentically per se. You no. know, you you came in and you. It's mind blowing to me. It still chaps mass to talk about it, but anyway, that's not here nor there. I I just um I've learned a lot from that, and you know, trust no one. And the manager guy that I had asked to hold the machine was like, I mean, I don't know, like, what did you want me to do? Well, he was probably in cahoots with the guy. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they that's uh, been a. A thing too, or a known thing, as we've talked to people in in the industry mm-hmm. that you know the cousin works there, or the brother yep. works there, or you know, the, and they know what machines hit. Yeah, the brother in law works there, and, yep. and they know which ones hit, and they know which ones get played, and they know which ones are are about ready to hit because they've had lots and lots of money go into them, and mm-hmm. they say, "Come in and hit this one. Come in and play this one." One hundred percent. Because if you work there, you can't. But your brother-in-law can. He can give you 50%, you know, right. when, when he walks out or whatever. He got a yeah. little deal going on. So it's sad because I really liked that casino and I yeah. liked gambling there. But obviously that was just left a bad taste in my mouth. mouth and I don't think it was handled uh, appropriately either. So, yeah. 
anyways, um, we'll be in Vegas soon. So I love Vegas. I'm so excited. Who else has tried FabFitFun? If you don't already know what it is, it's a seasonal box with full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. The box I received is amazing. Each season's box features a variety of amazing quality brands like Tarte, Kate Somerville, Anthropology, Free People. I could go on and on. You guys don't want to miss out because these sell out super duper fast. Check out www.fabfitfun.com and use code Kim so that you can save $10 off your first box, making only $39.99. Again, that's fabfitfun.com and use code Kim. Anyways, you guys, okay, on to our positive segment. Keeping it positive. Enjoy, people. It's our positive segment. Turn that frown upside down. You know what? I found this article online and I wanted to share it with you guys and it's it's inspirational stories and why you shouldn't listen to anyone who says you can't. And I, you know what I when I when I found this article I told Corey like I don't feel like I've ever really had anybody in my life tell me that I can't. I don't and I don't know if it just stems from, you know, my parents and my parents always saying you can be anything you want to be or just my friends and my teachers were always incredibly supportive. And so I never really come up, have come up against people saying that I can't. Um, but so these are some inspirational stories of people, you know, that have achieved great things by following their dreams no matter what. I mean, can you guys imagine what a different world we would be in if there was no Walt Disney, no Star Wars, no Beethoven symphonies? Um, these have been created by people who have faced numerous rejections yet refuse to listen to the negative people who says you can't. Can you imagine if Oprah had listened to the critics? I mean, come on. That would just be mind-blowing. I mean, Oprah was told over and over she wasn't going to amount to anything. Yeah, I mean, I think anybody who's who's crushing it has been told, like, your idea is crazy or that's never going to work or what do you mean you can get a package in one day? Like, get out of here. Like The the Amazon thing, yeah. I, I tell Corey every day, like, mind-blowing. Like, I still cannot wrap my mind around Prime. Like, I order it and sometimes it's same-day delivery. Yeah. And I say to Corey, like, how is it humanly possible that I want to order, you know, Dove deodorant, for example, or something, and Corey wants to order a hammer that it can be at our house the next morning, no matter what it is that you order? Do you want me to tell you how or no? No, I mean, yeah. I Okay. <laughs> I'm not stupid, honey. No, I know but I mean, I'm just saying. Does I'm just saying the concept of that is yeah. mind blowing. Yeah, but the infra it took it took years to build that infrastructure, you know. But he had a he had a he had a vision and he had a dream and he just he just worked and worked and worked and worked to, to get to it, you know. And and just did not listen to any of the nonsense and the chatter right. out there. And, and he just had a very said, supportive wife, but he out. just divorced. Yeah, I'll figure it out. And there's there's a way. And if and. uh but that's with everybody and, and everybody who has who is where they're at today that you maybe, you know, are, are modeling your life after or you're, you're, you know, you see them and you want that type of success. They, they did not listen to the people that said that's crazy or that's not possible or they just didn't. They just knew it was and said, I'll figure it out. I'm a problem solver. I'm not a How problem would you creator. say Odea? Oday. Oday? I yep, thought it would Odea. be Odete. Okay, you guys, you probably have never heard of Francis Oday, but if you live in Canada, you're probably very familiar with the coffee house company called Second Cup. Francis grew up in Toronto. He was sexually abused at 13. Around that time, he started drinking. His life quickly went downhill, and before long, he was homeless. He had to beg for a change in order to survive. For six months, he lived on the streets with no clue as to what he wanted to do or how to change his life. Today, Francis is a multimillionaire. As he says, one year I was broke, the next year I was a millionaire. He changed his life by focusing on what he wanted. He got a job and slowly started to turn his life around. Four years later, he opened a little coffee shop and called it Second Cup. Second Cup is now one of the largest coffee shops 
stop chains in Canada. That's amazing. Wayne Gretzky, who I know very, uh, very familiar with Wayne Gretzky. My brother was a huge fan of his, but he has been quoted as saying, it's kind of ironic when I was, when I broke in at 17, I was told I was too small, too slow, and I would never make it in the NHL. And now he's recognized as one of the greatest hockey players of all time. I mean, the same can be said for Michael Jordan. Too. I was just going to say, Michael Jordan was caught. You, mind your business. <laughs> Did you look at my paper? No, I never do. Michael just, Jordan was cut from his high school from. basketball team. He was quoted as saying, I've failed over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeeded. Yeah. Did you know that? Did you know that he was oh, caught? Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, he, he didn't even uh, – he. I believe he didn't even get a scholarship to go to North Carolina. He he walked on and and just kept trying to like prove himself and prove himself and prove himself. And that was what he de- he was determined to prove everybody wrong. You know? Einstein was considered considered and quote unquote unteachable fool. Yeah. By his teachers, mm-hmm. Bob Parsons, the founder and CEO of GoDaddy.com, he had a blog, I guess, at one time where he spoke about what he overcame in order to pursue his dreams. And he's taken the blog down, I guess, at this point. But he learned that he um he learned. I learned, I'm sorry, that he definitely wasn't an overnight success and experienced a lot of failure on the way, but he kept his vision in his mind at all times. And he said he spent very little time looking, quite frankly. That's what all the non-risk takers want you to do. It's too bad he took his blog down, they say, because he it was a really good one. But you can read his 16 rules, which have some pretty good advice for all of us. Um, Beethoven, Beethoven's music teacher told him he was a hopeless composer. Thomas Edison, I'm sure you've all heard of Thomas Edison and all the inventions he created. He actually is known as one of the most prolific inventors in history, holding over a thousand U.S. patents as well as a lot of patents in the U.K. Mm-hmm. Crazy, right? Like mind blowing. Mm -hmm. Walt Disney was turned down by over a hundred banks when he tried to get funding to develop Disneyland. He was also fired from his job at a newspaper for quote unquote lacking ideas. He also had several bankruptcies before he was able to develop Disneyland. Mm -hmm. Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire kept a memo over his fireplace from an MGM testing director after his first screen test that said, can't act slightly bald, can dance a little. (laughs) Funny, right? I mean, amazing. Um, Vince Lombardi was told by an expert that he possesses minimal football knowledge and lacks motivation. Mm -hmm. I mean, mind-blowing. Yeah, well, and it just, it boils down to people will project. So those those projections are through their vision and their lens and the way they see things. And it has no, you know, it has no bearing on what you see and what you feel and what you envision and what is your destiny and what you're trying to create. I mean, it happens. It happens every single day where where somebody that that's close to you or or that should be a, a positive motivating factor to you wants to cut you down. It could be family, you know, parents. They they want they have this vision for you and uh, what they think you should be or what they what they think you should should do and go to college. And that's what they say. Things. Is you know, a parent. I feel like it's very important as parents to allow your children to be who they are, not who you think they should be. Right. I think it's really important. Like. Kane is very sensitive and Kat, KJ's a little tougher. And so I think when in parenting, we definitely take all of that into consideration um, because it affects each one of them so differently. Right. And I think too, like when somebody chooses to take a non-traditional path or a path that is not recognized by society as traditional, people, you know, they kind of scoff at it or they, they're like, right. oh, they discourage it because, right. you know, they just think it shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't be that way. But there's, there's, 
thousands, millions of different paths that can be taken to get success and to, and to change the world and to, you know, to help people. Everybody, it started with a thought, you know, right. at the end of the day, it started with a thought, a vision that somebody had and that they carried out. A lot of us have visions. A lot of us have creative minds. We could be inventors. There's tons of things that we've talked about that we could invent. And yeah. I mean, all of this is so possible. Anyways, Bill Birdseye invented frozen food. He discovered the secret of flash freezing, which turned out to create an entire industry. This only happened after he went bankrupt seven times. Yeah. Seven times. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, they, and I, I, I heard a quote one time from Thomas Edison. He said, I didn't, uh, f- I, he, and I don't even necessarily think he looked at his failures as failures. What he said was, I, 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 I didn't fail at making a light bulb 1,102 times. I learned not how to make a light bulb 1,102 times. It wasn't, he didn't see them as failures. He saw them as lessons and as tools that he could use to eventually create what he had this vision to create. So he didn't listen to anybody and he didn't, he didn't see, you know, he didn't see his bumps in his road or anything like that as failures. They're not failures. You, you, you're only a failure if you stop trying to do what it is that you're trying to do. If you just take your bumps or your what people would call failures and pull the information that you can from those, whatever it is, how not to do something or or how to do something that actually worked in that moment, but the other pieces didn't, let's change those, all those different things. But look at it. What can you get from it? Change it and try again and just keep trying and just keep going after it. Peter Jennings. Remember Peter Jennings? He was a top TV news and anchorman for a very long time. Did you know that he was a Canadian and that he never, ever finished high school? No. Isn't that crazy? It's nuts. Muggsy, the smallest player in the NBA history, he was only 5'3". Who says you have to be tall to play basketball? Right. You know? Um Julia Child, a famous chef growing up to growing up and up to her 40s, Julia felt lost. She couldn't find her purpose in life. It was only in her 40s that she learned to cook and went on from there to host her own cooking show and write the classic cookbook, Mastering French Cooking. She basically reinvented herself at age 50, which just shows you're never too old to find your passion in life. No. I mean, there's so many stories that um, – Jack Dorsey, the co-founder of Twitter and mobile credit card reader Square. Jack grew up with a speech impediment and still doesn't feel comfortable having a normal face-to-face conversation with anyone. I also find him very inspiring that he doesn't even use a desk. He works with an iPad only, which shows that you need little, very little, to create a great business. Um, Yahoo Finance wrote a big article on Jack if you guys wanted to check that out as well. Um, These are some – I mean, Twitter's huge, right? Twitter, Facebook, all these people that started these kind of – huge social media platforms. Right. And and you look at, at all of these people that who have created, you know, what we as society says massive success and they've changed people's lives uh and they've helped people and they and, and they've changed the world. And what would the world be had they listened to their critics or they had they listened to the voices outside of them that didn't know their vision that that didn't know what they, you know, saw and we didn't have these things we didn't have oprah we didn't have a a light bulb we didn't have crazy and mind-blowing to think you know all all those things what 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 would the world be had all these people just just, not yeah 
done anything listen. with their invention or listen to the people that told them right. that they couldn't. It's not. It's your vision. Nobody's nobody's going to understand your vision because it's your vision. You've probably heard of the American Heart Association. They're a relentless force dedicated to fighting heart disease and stroke with a mission to bring the world longer and healthier lives. So they're sponsoring our show to keep your heart pumping while you listen to the suspense of this episode by standing up and walking. Think about it. Two and a half hours of walking every week for a year is like walking across the state of Wyoming. Wyoming. Walking in a healthier heart. Now that's a bargain. Millennial women have deprioritized their health in favor of other things. We get it. We all get busy. But now it's time to take charge of your health with new everyday health and exercise behavior. So if you're sitting down right now, stand up. And if you sit back down and stand up a few more times, you've done some squats, which means you're on a path to being healthier. And if you did that multiple times a week, hit the two and a half hours of walking a week goal, you'd be healthier. Check out some more facts on American Heart Association website by clicking heart.org and start making moves. We'll be right back with House of Kim. Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. Hey, everybody, it's Lisa Lampanelli, the former queen of mean of comedy. And now I'm the queen of meaning. I am absolutely thrilled to announce my podcast, Let Lisa Help. No, it's not exactly a comedy podcast. It's not exactly a self-help podcast. It's something in between. New episodes weekly on Apple Podcasts and PodcastOne.com. If you don't listen, blame yourself for your horrible life. And now back to House of Kin. I feel like you can be anything in this world, like Michael Jordan, right? Um, he worked his ass off to prove himself to people repeatedly and repeatedly. And now he just sits back and collects a huge check from Nike and from all these other, you know, companies and, and from the NBA. Like, I mean, he's, it's incredible. Yeah. He's one of the greatest basketball players reaping, of all time. Reaping the re- rewards of, of, of his hard work. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah, right. So. Charles Dickens, um, most famous story, A Christmas Carol, was almost never written. He was facing bankruptcy and considered quitting writing forever. Instead, in six weeks, he wrote A Christmas Carol, and it was initially rejected by his publisher. Instead of accepting that, he decided to finance the publication himself, even though he was not in good financial shape. It's now known as one of the books which changed history because it changed how we celebrate Christmas. Previously, Christmas wasn't a big deal. It was more like a Memorial Day as far as as far as the holidays went. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's that's my that's one of the mind blowing. I love Christmas. Is everybody? It's my favorite holiday ever. <laughs> Anybody that knows me knows that my kids think I'm nuts. Uh, they they were just telling somebody yesterday. Mom's got like a hundred Christmas trees out. She's got all these damn Santas, and one day they'll appreciate all my insanity. But right. Um, you know, I definitely think the lesson in all of this is that you can be anything that you want to be. Um, you know, oftentimes, uh, somebody telling you no is often the encouragement that you need to just keep pushing forward. You know, I think I used to, like I said, you guys always want to be famous. And then my mom was like, okay, well, that sounds great, sweetie. <laughs> but as I spit at Croy across the room, that's great, sweetie. But, um, you need to do something else. So that obviously I've told you guys in the past, that's why I went to nursing school which is fine. But I knew that that was ultimately my goal and I didn't know how I was going to get there. And I wasn't really working towards anything to get there. I just knew it was going to fall in my lap one day and literally it did. Um, So things like that can happen as well. But as far as, you know, wanting to be the best basketball player or the best NFL player, or or you didn't have a whole lot of people that were supportive around you in the NFL and, and kind of you wanting to play in the NFL. Yeah, no, I I had, I had good encouragement around me and, and I had, uh, I had good, uh, 
I had good people giving me good direction, you know, telling me. He had great coaches yeah, yeah. in high school. You know, stay out of trouble and stop doing that or whatever. And this is where you need to go and things like that. So I had good direction. Were you but, listening to them when you were in college, high school? What do you mean listen to them? Were you listening to the coaches? Like, I just feel like if somebody was telling me like, hey, don't do this, like, you know, or you had a pretty strict regimen, especially like wrestling. You had to yeah. cut weight. You weren't out at night. You had to be in like. Yeah. Well, and I, and I, and I. I look back now and I compare myself to the other kids around me and, and they were getting the same direction too as I was. Um, but I, I think a lot of, you know, a lot of my success came internally. You know, that was, it was just, it Croy was is so was mentally close. strong. You guys, you know, like when we say we're going to like, we're not going to eat chocolate for the day. Right. Well, by five o'clock, I eat a piece of chocolate, right? Croy, no chocolate. He won't do it for a week or whatever he sets his mind to. Like he did a smoothie thing, like a, juicing for three or four days and la I lasted like 12 hours. Croy's discipline is pretty intense and impressive. Well, thanks you love. Uh, but I, I think that a lot of my success has come from my internal motivation and you, and you, have where do you think to, that came from? Well, just I, who I, you are. I do think, I do think some of that is born, but I also think some of that can be, uh, you can train yourself. You can, you can train yourself and there's, there's there's thresholds within the body and and, the, and some of these elite uh, uh, like fighters and some of these elite athletes. When you, Wait, I didn't tell you guys I am going to the UFC fight in Las Vegas Saturday night, yeah. and I am ecstatic. Yeah. Holly Holmes, <laughs> I am so excited. Croy and I are huge UFC fans. We we rent the. Uh, fights on pay-per-view at home and yeah. whatever. And we happened to be in Vegas on Saturday and Brielle said, mom, you know, there's a UFC fight. And I was like, what? And Holly Holmes, like, I yeah, mean, I watched her and, and, and Ronda Rousey, man. So I am so excited. I got front row tickets. I'm so excited to go. It'll be me, the girls and Croy. We get dressed up. And so anyways, we're super, super excited about that. But yeah. anyhow, so we've been watching all like the previous fights here in the hotel and like, you know, what channel are we watching? Is it just like sports? That, yeah, that was ESPN. ESPN or something, like but they were running through and they were telling Amanda Nunes was telling, you know, her story and kind of where she came from and they went back to her country. And so I, I'm, I'm fucking so into this shit, even though I think it's volatile and like inhumane that you'd want to get your ass whooped or you'd want to punch somebody. Like it's inhumane to me. And oftentimes I have to turn my face from the screen and it's only gotten worse as I've gotten older. But there's something about the UFC that is like, you just don't know, man. Like it's, it's like, well, thrilling. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think what you're feeling is the, is the energy coming from the fighters' hearts. And what I was going to say, what I was going to say about them too, is that they're so driven. Well, right. you, you say what you have to say, baby. And then I'll get yeah. into my thoughts of well, that. So, They've they've done all the scientific research and it's and it's been shown and it's been proven where where these elite athletes and these elite fighters they get to this point where they have pushed their body so far that they think they're done. And it then becomes a mental a mental game where your mind is saying, Stop, I'm done. You know, you need to you need to stop, but your body there's about thirty percent more there's thirty percent left that you could use in your body, thirty to thirty five percent more that your body could could you know get out that your mind is saying but i'm done so you have to push past those walls that's and you, barbaric and you push past those barriers i don't buy it no i'm serious no and i've so watched them these people like i mean holly holmes might whoop your ass croy like she is ripped right. she you watch these girls and i'm saying girls just because i'm i can relate 
um, just to the fact that, you know, it's, it's hard on your body. Like, you know, I, I love to run and I could probably get maybe six or eight, seven miles in, but like, dude, when I get to about four, I'm like, oh, I'm good for the day, you know? Right. But these people, I mean, they spend their whole life, their food intake, their workout regimen, these trainers, the people that they surround themselves with, and it all, you're pulling from your mind. Right. But so what I'm trying to say, though, is, is they've, they've shown and proven that, that you have more in the tank that can be used. And a lot of people, a lot of people don't utilize that and they, and they don't push past their, their, those walls and those barriers. And, and without pushing past those walls and barriers, you limit your growth. And so when you think that you've got nothing left for, you know, you, you do your job. Let's just say you go nine to five, you do your job, you come home, you cook the meals and, and you're taking care of the kids, you get those to bed. And then you're just like, man, like I just, I just need to go to bed when you have, when you could push past that barrier and say, look, I'll spend an, I'll spend an extra 30 minutes doing my hobby that I want to do. And that's pottery. And you, never, you may never know. You may have the biggest pottery line in the, in the country in two years if you were to just. Take that 30 minutes and push right. past that barrier that you're like, I just, I can't do it. And I think because of, even if you're a mom, a dad, no matter how many kids you have, I mean, don't allow that to deter you either. I hear a lot of people like, oh, I'm a mom, you know, and they just kind of resort themselves to the fact that they have four kids and the husband goes to work and maybe she stays at home and that, like, that's just it. Like, you can be a mom, you can have a job, you can own a company. Same thing as, as a dad, you know, like that kids don't necessarily put a damper they do take quite a bit of time and focus and dedication but like Croy said you know put the kids to bed spend the extra 30 minutes every day working on something that you want to do like you only life is so short and i'll go back to beth chapman 51 years old and she's no longer here on this planet like we woke up today i'm very thankful that i'm here today uh this trip has been a little bit trying at times you guys and i always resort to the fact that i'm so thankful to be spending these weeks with my family on the road seeing places that we've never seen even though they're weird some of them um, um, and I'm very thankful for that. So take the time. Like we only go around one time and you know, um, who was telling you, was it my nail tech that said, you need to take all these gorgeous pictures of you at the beach and you know, all these places that you go, because you know, when you're older, you're not going to want to look back at these pictures. He's like, my mom said, I'm going to wait till travel until all the kids are out of the house. And now she's too tired to travel. He's like, you got to travel and see the world. He travels all the time. In fact, he flew here um, to Arizona on Monday morning. He landed at 1230, did our nails at 6am, 7am and 8am. He does me, Brielle and Ariana and Kevin, who does our toes came with him as well. And they were out of here and took a flight home immediately because they had to work that night. And um, he loves to travel. And he, every time I see him, you know, which is every two weeks, he's like, I just went to Thailand. I just was in Vegas. I just was here, you know. And me making memories is, you know, priceless too. All of these things are great. Travel, making memories. But what's your passion? I think moms, dads get caught up in just kind of putting their whole heart and soul into their children and kind of losing sight of who they are and what their dream is and what their passion is. And you you really shouldn't do that. I think it's a great time for all of us this summer to take inventory of what your goals will be. You know, I say when the school starts, that's like our new year. You know, like instead of it being January 1st, you know, our new year starts, the kids go back to school, we're setting alarms, we're back getting up early, which I hate. Um, I like to just wake up on my own. Um, but you know, take inventory. Like, what is your passion? What motivates you? You know, are there people that are around you that are in your head saying you can't accomplish this? You can't do this. You don't have enough money. You don't have enough time. You know, get, you are who you surround yourself with as well. So take inventory of the people that are around you and, and do away with the people that are negative. We've gotten rid of a lot of people in our life here recently that are negative and not to our highest and best. And it's not been easy because it's change, but 
I mean, there's nobody, nobody in our heads, you know, nobody like this trip is, is tough. Our makeup artist has been with us every single morning. She's up. She's happy. She's excited. Um, and Brielle just said to her the other day, you know what, Janelle? I love your attitude. Like, and this has not been easy for anybody, you know, and, and Janelle kind of chuckled and she's like, this is my job. I'm living my dream. And, Janelle should come on one day and tell her story because it's pretty interesting how she yeah. got into being a makeup artist and all that good stuff. She's taught, self-taught and she's incredible at it. And you ask for this and she can do it. And if she can't do it, she'll research it to, to figure out how to do it. And she just has a great attitude. And I know I'm exhausted and she's basically on call. So yeah. anyways, that's yeah. a prime example. But, you know, she's doing what she loves. She's passionate about it. So she's happy doing it. Mm-hmm. But my point is, you guys, I think this is the definitely the time to take inventory. Take a few minutes, sit outside at the pool, sit outside in your backyard and think about what kind of motivates you. And if and if you're not doing what motivates you, why? Is it because people are telling you you can't? Yeah. You know, and, and to finish up on kind of these the voices outside and, and, and the voices inside, when you're little, you're you're born boundaryless. You know, you, you have no boundaries and you have parents and you have people around you that that protect you and they and they put boundaries around you and they tell you what's right and wrong what you can and can't do but sometimes people go too far and they put up too many boundaries around you and you believe that those boundaries exist and and you create your own boundaries mentally but i'm telling you that you have at least 35 percent more at that boundary line that you can go past and once you go past that boundary then your your current tank that you can use gets bigger and then you have 30% more behind that tank, you know? And so that's how growth and that's how you continue to push and to build yourself. And that's how I continue to, to gain what I needed to gain to get to where I needed to go was I kept pushing through those boundaries. I got faster. I got stronger. And at that moment, when you know, I, Brielle when asked a question, quit. Everybody else around me wanted to quit and they did quit and they went home and they, they played video games or whatever. I spent the extra 30 minutes in the weight room pushing more reps or running more sprints or doing. Brielle asked Corey a question the other day and I myself, uh, obviously reality television doesn't require training or it does require quite a bit of discipline, um, as far as time. And I'm working on that because my makeup and my hair take forever, whatever. And I'm late or whatever, but it requires discipline because we shoot a lot, you know, sometimes 14 hours a day, um, which is a blessing. Like I said, I'm shooting with my family, but sometimes it requires discipline because it's just like shit. People just think you, you do just film your life, but you're on, you know what I mean? Like there's, everybody's on and, and it becomes, and it can become somewhat stressful, but it doesn't require me to train my body or necessarily my mind. Um, I just am able to live my life and be who I am and, and be funny and kind of Croy's career. Obviously he had to train himself and it requires so much discipline. I really thought that football players just went out and played a game and hope for the best. When I ever saw Croy's playbook, it's mind blowing to me that it's, it's, it's mind blowing to me that people have to learn this. It's like a new language. But aside from that, Brielle asked Croy the other day, like, does, does training or does practice, does practice really do fucking anything for anybody? Like, does it really do anything for you? Like practicing? And Croy had a really crazy answer. Yeah. You know, I just, I just said that's kind of a funny question because yes and no. Yes and no. Practice can do something for you and actually make you better. And if, if you, what I said to her, and I said, the reason why the, the yes is the obvious, you know, like you, you got to do things and, and try new things and practice at things to, to get better at them. But I said, ultimately too, the no part is, is if you're doing things 
that aren't working and you're getting into bad habits and you're, you're playing or you're, you're playing at a speed that's not full game speed. Uh, it affects how you, you change, you know, your angles and your, your, your everything in the game that's actual full speed. So it's, it's been proven and it's been studied that, you know, practice can sometimes hurt you and not necessarily benefit you if you're not going about it the right way. And that's with everything in life. If you're, if you're kind of going through the motions and you're not going at life full speed, aware of what you're doing and aware of what's not working and not trying to change those things and not altering what it is that you're doing, you're practicing in a way that's going to just bring you monotony or it's going to bring you subpar results or it's going to bring you just close enough to right, right. You're not, you're not, you're not going to be a winner, but you're not going to, you know, it, it's just, you're not going to get to where you want to go. So practicing and, and being aware of what you got going on in your life is, is crucial as far as breaking those boundaries and, and pushing past breaking and, boundaries. I think that's really, we thought about naming our podcast, breaking boundaries. Do we? Yeah. Um, at one point. So it's kind of funny, but yeah, breaking boundaries. And, and at the end of the day, our message for this podcast is that you can literally be anything that you want to be. You can start off small and become something so big. Um, you can read about the Starbucks founders. You can read about, I mean, so many people that started so many things and how they started. I love to read stories on people and kind of read about their triumphs and tribulations. It's motivation for me um, and my family. And I think it can be the same for you guys. So... Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of House of Kim. We love you guys, um, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Beerman. Catch new episodes weekly exclusively on PodcastOne.com, on the Podcast One app, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review. House of Kim sponsors for this week are FabFitFun. Check out FabFitFun.com and use code Kim for $10 off your first box. MTV's Real World Atlanta. The Real World Atlanta is streaming now only on Facebook Watch and the American Heart Association. For heart-healthy tips, go to the American Heart Association's website at heart.org. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.